This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Mastering Innovation on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Hello and welcome back. I'm Harbir Singh, co-director of the Mac Institute and a professor of management. You're listening to Mastering Innovation on Sirius XM's Business Radio, Radio, powered by the Wharton School. If you have any questions during the show, give us a call, 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. I'm pleased to welcome to the show my next guest, Max Goldberg. Max is co-owner of Strategic Hospitality in Nashville, Tennessee. Founded in 2006, Strategic Hospitality is an empire employing over 550 people in numerous venues, Max has been recognized under, as one of Forbes under 30 under 30, Nashville Business Journal's 40 under 40, and many other such awards. He was a semifinalist for the James Beard Awards for Outstanding Restaurateur 2015, 16, and 18. He's also a member of the 2019 class of the Henry Cronfellers of the Aspen Institute, which is a global leadership network. Max, thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us about your uh, remarkable success in this business. Well, I, I appreciate you saying the word success. I mean, I think that we're, we're still very much uh, pushing to, to figure out ways to, to improve and become better every day. And the first question I ask myself is how can we be a better company um, every single day when I wake up? But we, uh, we started in our hometown in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, my brother Benjamin and I, and we wanted to create a city or create jobs in the city that we grew up in, in a, a space that we really loved and were passionate about in the hospitality space. Mm-hmm. And we never really thought that we would grow to the size or, or scope of what we're doing now. Uh, but really it was just something that we were excited about trying to, to create something that we were passionate about uh, in, in Nashville. And it's really just been an organic growth and something that has been a tremendous joy for the past 12 years for me and 15 years for my brother. So you have a new venue where you have all kinds of interesting activities, and I saw something called axe throwing. So um, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's probably descriptive of what happens. But can you tell me more about it? Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure going to give heart palpitations to my insurance uh, person as I tell the story. But uh, my, it's in print. I can, what can we say, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's 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 just between us. Nobody will nobody will uh, know, right? It's great. Uh, mm-hmm. but no, but Benjamin and I uh, started together in a place called Paradise Park, uh, which which was in the 411 Broadway building in downtown Nashville on Lower Broadway, which we really believe is is the heartbeat of downtown uh, of Nashville and, and such an important part of the corridor. And the building uh, where we were was was being leased, and we actually had the opportunity to go in and better on ourselves and, and continue to try to, to progress Nashville and, and try to do something that we were really excited about. And, and we actually were able to purchase the building uh, two years ago. And as a result, took over the entire building. And, and Benjamin and I have always lived by the ethos that we want to create things and, and spaces and uh, ideas that we're excited about. And one of those things happened to be axe throwing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we opened up on our, our second floor of a 43,000 square foot building in downtown uh, 12 axe throwing lanes and really mm-hmm. wanted to extend people's stays and have activities and fun things for people to do, uh, which is something we learned from our bowling alley concept just down the street at Pinewood Social. And 
We have a miniature golf course at the Bandbox, which is part of our concessions business, and was just really excited about trying to create activities and fun for people, and axe throwing happened to be it. And it's, you know, it's, it's like throwing darts. It's, uh, it's fairly safe, and okay. you know, people enjoy it, and we have axe coaches, and it's great. So, so what does so the axe coach good. do? The axe coach makes sure that everyone knows the rules, oh, okay, uh, helps right. people with form, uh, ensures everyone... That's great. It, sound, it sounds like so much fun. I just thought I'd, you know, ask about that. So what's the most interesting dish in your restaurant? You have many restaurants. What's the most interesting dish? You know, I, I think that they're all like children. It's hard It's hard to pick uh, your favorite. Yeah. Well, okay, we the, the top three. Uh, top three. You know, I, I think that we're fortunate that we have two chefs tasting restaurants where mm-hmm. the menu changes almost on a daily basis. And serendipitously, I, I was fortunate enough to eat at one of our restaurants last night where we did a pop-up dinner with Matt Tinder, who is a pastry chef out of Washington, doing some of the most interesting things and, and funny enough my favorite dish that i had was literally his bread and butter uh-huh. um, which is a, a beautiful homemade sourdough which you know the, the history of the starter where the sourdough came from and, and the butter was just absolutely remarkable uh-huh. um, we have tater tots in every single one of our venues so i, I love to think that you know our, our company was built by tater tots in part um but no, I, I think that that every every day the dishes change and it's hard to pick what well, would it be a favorite. I mean, Nashville yeah. is obviously known. So, for, what's unique about Nashville-based? I mean, I, I, I'm just asking out of curiosity. You know, the, I mean, you've of course been a finalist in the James Beard Award. That's very, very high, multiple times. So that's a very, very high standard. Uh, I'm just wondering. You know, I mean, is is it sort of uh, some uniqueness in the local cuisine, or is it just a sort of innovation around it? Um, because that's very, very interesting to see this kind of recognition? Yeah, I think it's it's a byproduct of how fortunate we are to be surrounded by some of the most uh, talented people in the world. Um, Benjamin and I are very fortunate that, that our chef team and our, our strategic leadership group, uh, some are from Nashville, and then we have others that uh, come from all over the world. And some of our restaurants that have received the James Beard Awards, which is essentially like the Oscars of food for, right. for our world, Absolutely, um, have yeah. cooked in some of the best restaurants in the world uh, all over the place, and they just happen to fall into Nashville and I think enter into the spirit of the party and are, are just so excited about uh, the momentum and excitement of what's happening in Nashville that they want to stay and they want to be a part of it, and, and we're lucky to be able to keep them there. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, the restaurant business, uh, of course, I think I, I we all follow it in some ways. We certainly are, you know, consumers uh, in the in the industry, um, the success rate is uh, is relatively low, and uh, and yet, of course, the rewards for the highest end are very, very high. So can you talk about sort of what it takes to innovate uh, with new concepts um, in an industry that has a lot of other risks attached to it, or is it that innovation itself improves your chances of success? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard a statistic that nine out of ten restaurants fail, which is uh, pretty pretty brutal to hear. Um, but I, I think that we're fortunate that we are so in the hospitality space and the business uh, uh-huh. of people um, that we live by the Maya Angelou quote that people may not remember what you said or what what you did, but they always remember how you made them feel. Yes, and very interesting. And one thing that we obsess over is is how people feel in our spaces, uh-huh. and so whether they're coming in for uh, five hundred dollars chef's tasting or just a basic cheeseburger. Uh, which is one of my favorite things in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's how people feel in the space and how they're treated and the warmth that they receive that, that I believe is is what brings them back. And I think that 
my brother and I have uh, an incredible uh, ability in Nashville, which I think is, is one of the most exciting cities in the world. And I think a lot of our success is based on the fact that we're operating in a space where we do have a really healthy economy and we do have people uh, who are moving there and people excited about what we're doing and, and will give us a chance. And as a result, we can push a little bit farther and we, we continue to invest in our people and continue to invest in, in pushing spaces and creating that warmth. And as a result, uh, we're, we're able to get tourists and locals alike. Um, but I, I, I'm really, really excited about what we're doing in Nashville. But I, I think that, that part of it is, is the city itself uh, and the mm-hmm. timing of what's been going on that has been part of our success. I think that's a very, very interesting point. And just hold that thought um, while I uh, just say that, you know, in, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Mastering Innovation on Business Radio powered by the Wharton School. I'm Harbir Singh. I'm speaking to Max Goldberg, co-owner of Strategic Hospitality at Nashville, which owns and operates some of Nashville's most popular dining experiences. If you have a question, give us a call at one eight four four wharton That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. So uh, can you take us inside one of your favorite venues and what do we see and what do we eat and why it's special? I think you've talked about uh, some of this already, but just for us to have some kind of a virtual experience. Sure. We, uh, we're fortunate that every space has kind of a personal touch and a personal uh, story behind it. I mean, my, my brother and I are lucky that our company really uh, has had organic growth where every space um, has kind of a significance for us personally behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we have a, a restaurant called Merchants, uh, which is in downtown Nashville, which is about 30,000 square feet. And mm-hmm. the building was built in 1892. Uh, it's been a hotel. It's been an ammunitions parlor. It's been a uh, apothecary. And it's been a restaurant for the past 40 years. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents actually went on dates there. Uh, I went to prom there, which okay. is uh, kind of a funny full circle moment. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, about 10 years ago, got a phone call that the people who had been there uh, had been operating. And again, this was one of the better restaurants 20 years ago, but it mm-hmm. had kind of fallen off and fallen behind and uh, their their rent payments. We had the opportunity to go and actually buy the business and, and take it over. And we took the keys at, at midnight and uh, opened the next day and said, hey, we're, we're your new owners at 8 a.m. And we gave everyone the opportunity to, uh, to keep their job and, and stay with us and mm-hmm. we're able to build that business back but you walk in and it's this beautiful historic incredible building with uh you know tremendous history where rumors of of johnny cash from Merle haggard staying there when it was a hotel or, or I see. jesse james the gunslinger and we were able to go in and put our little take on food and drink and we're able to to modernize it from a food and drink perspective to keep the history of the building um in the downtown corridor and and on lower broadway in nashville and it's it's been tremendous for us and down the street, we have a bowling alley, coffee shop, uh, swimming pool, uh, kind of crazy concept. Mm-hmm. It's really a third space called Pinewood Social, uh, which was an old um, dirt floor when we took it over. And uh, it was a place where they used to service the trolley cars. Mm. We were able to go in and put some of our uh, interior design thoughts and kind of layout for it and create a third space where we literally watch businesses grow out of that space. Um, hmm. we're in, in our third space component, uh, as well as, as go in and have the bowling and the restaurant and the swimming pool. And it's just been this kind of fun hybrid of a space, uh, for us. And, and there's certainly attention to detail in the interior design, but again, it comes down to that, that warmth and, and excitement that people feel as they come into the space. 
So how, where do you get your inspiration from? You're going to these places, you see this uh, historic venue that has kind of fallen on hard times. At, you said you came in at 8 a.m. What? How did you envision this new experience? You know, I wish I could say that there was a, a clear formula for it. I, you know, I, I kind of live by the, the thought that good art is borrowed, great art is stolen. And as I travel around or see things or feel things, I'll, I'll try to take uh, that moment or that memory and see if I can reapply it and create something that's really special and natural. And I was actually uh, chatting about this with a friend earlier today. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we went to a restaurant and he said, you know, when you come, are you able to relax? And really, I try to go in and find one or two elements of things that I enjoy and see if I can take that. And, and I see. So you're filing away that. ideas constantly. That's that's very interesting. And, you yeah, know, it's, it's yeah. I wish I could turn off sometimes, but I just don't have that ability. Uh, and I, I'm constantly thinking about new ideas and dream projects and literally have a dream board where we have ideas for um, the craziest ideas that we'll just put up there. And it's images and menu items and glassware and paper clips or whatever it is mm-hmm. and kind of apply it. But really, the, the process is completely organic. And the first question we ask ourselves is, would we be the first people to go here? Mm. Are we creating something that maybe doesn't exist in this, this market that we're playing within. Um, is this something that excites us? Do we think that we right. can create meaningful jobs? And you know, I probably shouldn't say this on your show, but we've never opened a business to make money. It's mm-hmm. always been something that uh, are we passionate about? Are we excited about it? Is, is this something that, that we could see ourselves being a part of and, and the financial gain we can't come later? And we've never mm-hmm. compromised the integrity of of what we do for a quick buck. We've always just been so obsessed with the guest experience and, and the idea of the spaces that we create. And as a result, um, you know, I think that, that we'd be able to create something that, that's really in it for the long haul. That's fascinating. Actually, there's a, a, you know this whole debate about should businesses be in uh, sort of focused on, on profit or on stakeholders. The new um, sort of it is coming full circle in the sense that over 100 CEOs recently um, passed a resolution that uh, companies should be doing more than profit. They should be looking at stakeholders and broader purposes. Uh, another interesting thing, actually, is companies that actually explicitly pursue purpose, if you create a portfolio of those companies, uh, they actually do better in profit than those that that don't, which is kind of interesting, right? And uh, of course, it's very consistent with your point, but um, it's, I think what you're saying about it being, un- your point being unusual, I think is correct, that most people will say, you worry about profits and let others do other- worry about, you know, broader contributions. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. It's, it's something that has, has worked for us, but certainly I know it can be uh, not something that works for everyone. And, and my first thought is, you know, is, is the staff that we work with, you mm-hmm. know, nobody works for us, but the staff that we work with, where are they in terms of their happiness? And then after that, where are the guests in terms of, in terms of their happiness? Are we, we mm-hmm. executing for them? Mm-hmm. And then I look at the cost and then I look at the profit. But it's, it's always about guest experience and employee experience before anything else for me. So surprisingly, that's not far from the uh, credo of Johnson & Johnson, you know, the consumer and pharmaceutical company, which puts the um, the uh, consumer, whether it's the you know of their consumer product or of the or the user of their um, healthcare products as first, and employees as second, and then profit comes after that. So it's kind of interesting. 
very, very similar uh, way of thinking, but also you talk about the guest experience. Uh, and so I had a question actually about Nashville as an environment. You know, it, it is named in the top five for startup growth, which I think is really interesting. What explains that? I think Nashville is the, the kindest city uh, the, that I've ever been a part of, and I think that Nashville has mm-hmm. the confidence of the East, but the manners of charm in the South. And if you came to visit or you came to open a company, um, everyone wants you to do well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that Nashville really believes that a rising tide raises all ships, and as long as you enter into the spirit of the party and, and understand kind of the dynamics and, and what moves Nashville, Nashville wants you to do well. And I, mm-hmm. I can speak in my experience from my space that we've been able to, to open up um, some of the more interesting and unique and uh, maybe even silly <laughs> um, concepts for restaurants, bars, hotels, ice company, concessions business, catering mm-hmm. company, um, because uh, we know the city will at least give us a chance and we'll, we'll come out with the attitude of what's exciting and what's right with this space instead of Mm-hmm. Some of the other cities that we've seen, then you know what what's wrong with this space, or you know what can we find to critique? Um, Nashville, I think, is one of the so most people are generally more positive. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, everyone in Nashville wants you to do well. Uh, everyone and somebody said something to me that that resonated, and I'm not sure if it'll totally translate, but somebody said Nashville feels like a city you can conquer, but nobody wants to conquer it, and it, it's something where you really do feel. Uh, as though you can be successful and you're almost a phone call away from anyone just because, again, Nashville wants to continue to progress on on uh, innovation and, and entrepreneur spirit and people want to collaborate. Um, or I think in other other cities, there's sometimes this, this hold back on that and Nashville mm-hmm. doesn't really have that. So the uh, customers are more, more willing to explore, it looks like, right? And uh, try new concepts uh, coming in and that may be part of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly been a guiding principle for us that you know, everyone tells us, oh, uh, you know, we, we heard about your new idea. It sounds crazy. Uh, you guys are idiots for opening it, but we'll come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that, that we get them to say, we'll come check it out, yeah. uh, gives us the opportunity to, to literally have butts and seats and have the opportunity to hopefully exceed their expectation, uh, and they'll come back. And as a result, we've been able to open up really dynamic, interesting cocktail bar, chef's tasting restaurants, and kind of crazy ideas and concepts um, that, that have been great for us. Uh, but I, I do think that a lot of that is, is the city of Nashville itself, and we got super lucky with the timing. I mean, growing up in Nashville, I think there were five or six restaurants I can remember, and last mm-hmm. year in the city, we had 140 open. So there's a big restaurant uh, boom as well. So tell us about the uh, Aspen Institute and the Henry Crown Fellows and how that plays into what you're doing. Sure. Um, my friend, uh, Jenny Brittenbauer, who um, opened up Jenny's Ice Cream, uh, which is some of the most delicious ice cream in the world, uh, really made me aware of the program. And I'd always known what the Aspen Institute was and you know, did not know about the Henry Crown Fellowship, but she introduced me to it. Um, and really, when I was accepted, I thought I was, you know, it was a joke <laughs> that they were, they were playing a prank on me. Uh, but I was accepted to uh, this past year's class, and uh, it's it's really a program that helps uh, take you from a little bit of success to significance and how you walk in the world. So it's kind of a uh, management or leadership training. That's great. That's uh, yeah, fabulous. Yeah, it's, it's been it's it's been pretty special, um, and it's it's really 
uh, a ton of, of studying and readings and conversations and, and idea flow. And it's this incredibly safe space to talk with some of the most interesting, smart, dynamic human beings I've ever met. And at 36 years old, I went into it thinking, oh, man, I don't, I don't want or need any new friends. And you know, <laughs> what am I doing here? And, and I left having uh, 21 new best friends. That's great. So it's, it's been yeah. one of the most powerful and dynamic things that, that I've ever been a part of and, and something that's certainly a lifelong commitment. So, Max, thank you so much for joining the show today. And we'd love to keep track of you. And I'm certainly getting on the plane to go to Nashville. Um, and, Fantastic. Yeah, love reservations. I'll get your recommendations. <laughs> and thanks, you, thanks to all of you so much for joining us. If you missed any of the last hour, feel free to check it out on demand on the SiriusXM app. And be sure to follow our channel, uh, Twitter at BizRadio132. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 